Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Rookie is a free serialized audiobook meant for mature audiences. Written and performed by number one New York Times bestselling novelist, Scott Sigler. For links to order a young adult version of this book without all the cussing, in print, ebook, or audiobook, visit scottsigler.com slash the rookie one word. This podcast contains mature situations, adult language, and lots and lots of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, junkies. How are you? This episode of The Rookie opens with a guest voice doing the weekly GFL recap. Who is this guest voice? I have no idea. In fact, I have no idea who most of the guest voices you've heard in this podcast are. That sucks. That's a bad one on me. I would love to give everybody proper credit, you know, celebrate those who contributed to this cast so long ago. But number one, I have a crappy memory. Number two, if I documented these voices, I don't know where I documented them. And number three, I recorded this jazz 15 years ago. That is a lot of time to pass for a noodle memory like my own. With my brain, it seems to be a trade-off. A bunch of cool creativity in exchange for not being able to remember things. Not all creators are like that, but I definitely am. In other news, I am working on a brand new podcast idea to shove into your ears after The Rookie is done. I won't talk about it yet because I'm working out the bugs and the processes and I got a couple of different possible story settings, story arcs in mind. I haven't settled on one yet. But you have nine episodes of The Rookie left, which means in 10 weeks, I hope to return to giving you new serialized content you can't find anywhere else. We are going all the way back to the original EarthCore model, which I started in 2005, where you are getting the story released live every week. And the only place to get the story is the weekly podcast. You can't go buy a book. You can't go buy an audiobook. We will We will see if that works. I did that a long time ago when there weren't as many options. And now we're in a different place. We got to see how it works. I know it works extremely well for a lot of the leading fiction podcasts out there. So, you know, going back to the way we did things originally, which is the way most successful fiction podcasts are doing it now, will probably work out. The question is, can I keep up with the workload and still be writing the books that I've been contracted to write? So we'll keep you informed. So remember, in 10 weeks, you're probably going to get something brand new. But for now, let's get back on that INF tip. Let me get you caught up on the story, and then we're going to see how much coffee the FDO can drink before his head pops like a zit. Good evening. This is Dallin Coolis with your GFL Week 4 Roundup, courtesy of Galaxy Sports Network. In Tier 2 action, the Wittock Pioneers took sole possession of first place in the Quith Irradiated Conference with a thrilling 28-24 win over the Glory Warpigs. 
Rookie quarterback Quentin Barnes kept the INF Krakens in the playoff hunt with an 83-yard touchdown pass to Scarborough, giving the Krakens a 25-21 win over the winless Sky Demolition. The Grontak Hydras edged out a 35-31 win over the Big Diggers, and the orbiting death is only one game out of first after humiliating the Quith Survivors 28-7. Rounding out your Week 4 action, the Sheb Stalkers shut out the Woo Wall Crawlers 17-0. So, after four weeks of play, your standings are as follows. The Wittok Pioneers in first place at 4-0, Orbiting Death, Glory War Pigs, and Sheb Stalkers all at 3-1, the Ioneth Krakens and Grontak Hydras at 2-2, the Big Diggers, Quith Survivors, and Woo Wall Crawlers all at 1-3, and, and the Sky Demolition in last place with 0-4. And, and there were no deaths to speak of this week, unless of course you count Sky Demolition's chances at a playoff spot for this season. And now for your Week 4 Players of the Week. On offense, we have Condor Adrian, quarterback for the Wittock Pioneers. Condor completed 31 of 42 passes for a total of 334 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. And the Big Diggers cornerback Arkham is our defensive player of the week with six tackles, one sack, and three interceptions, one of which resulted in her second touchdown of the year. And that about does it for me for this week. For more details on this week's action, as well as a preview of the Kraken's next game, please visit www.galacticfootballleague.com. Until next time, this is Dallin Coolis signing off. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Quentin walked slowly from his locker to the central meeting room and to Hokor's office. Two days of rest hadn't completely removed the pulsing, dull nova ache that lived inside his skull. Concussion-proof helmets. Yeah, right. He'd notched his first GFL win as a starter, but he'd paid a price. The concussion had him puking his guts out the rest of the night and well into the next day, even though there was nothing left to puke. 
and with each stomach-clenching burst, his breath locked up and his muscles tightened. When he finally breathed and the muscles relaxed, the sudden rush of blood to his brain elevated his omnipresent headache to new levels. While his teammates celebrated the win, Quentin spent the rest of that night in bed, which is where he spent the next day and most of the day after that. He tried to get up and run through VR practice, but Hokor himself came to his room and told him to stay put on Doc's orders. Now, two days later, he didn't feel one ounce better. But pain or no pain, he wasn't going to miss one single rep of actual practice. He was not going to let his teammates down, not when this week's game put them against the 3-1 and one Sheb Stalkers. Quentin walked through the door to Hokor's office. You wanted to see? Quentin stopped his sentence halfway through when he saw Donald Pine, fully dressed for practice. Come in, Barnes. Shut the door. Quentin did as he was told, a double-sick feeling growing in the pit of his stomach. Double-sick. Sick once, because he couldn't even stand to look at Pine the tanker. And sick twice, because he instantly knew the reason for this closed-door meeting. Barnes, you did an amazing job last week. You put us back on the board. If we can beat the Sheb Stalkers this week, we're three and two and back in the running. Quentin nodded softly. You've generated a lot of respect. The team is now confident in your abilities. There's a new feeling in the locker room that we have a guy who can come off the bench and play big-time ball. Come off the bench. That's right, the bench. Pine is our starter, and he's healthy. Quentin breathed deeply through his nose. That fucking tanker was starting again. I just wanted to let you know in person. I know your goal is to start, and I wouldn't want it any other way. You're the future of this franchise, but right now, it's Pine's team. Do you understand? Just run the plays that are called. The throbbing in Quentin's head suddenly kicked up a few notches. Yeah, sure. I understand. Can I go now? Hokor nodded. Quentin turned. He meant to just tap the door open button, but his fist hit it so hard the red plastic plate cracked. The door hissed open, and Quentin walked out into the central meeting room. Fuck this fucking team. They can all go straight to hell. Quentin stormed out of the locker room and through the tunnel. He had just about reached the field when a hand grabbed his shoulder and gently stopped him. Quentin turned violently, eyes wide, nostrils flaring, and looked into the surprised eyes of Donald Pine. Hey, kid, take it easy. Pine flashed his trademark smile. Just try to relax a little. Fuck you, Quentin said pushing Pine's chest to emphasize the last word. Hey! Pine stumbled back a step as his tone changed and his smile faded away. Why don't you just simmer down? I know you're pissed. I'd be too. But you gotta play your role on this team. And what is my role? Just what the fuck is my role, Pine? Sit on the bench? If you have to, yes! Pine's expression had faded from smile to blankness and now it twisted into a mask of frustrated anger. Sit on a damn bench, Quentin. Pay your dues. I know you think you're hot shit, but I've about had it with your attitude that you're better than me. I tried to help you, you stubborn dickhead. You better pull your head out of your ass. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. You're going to be great, kid, but right now you're just not as good as me. Just relax and learn a system until your time comes. And when will that time come? The next time you throw a game for Mopook the Sneaky? Pine blinked rapidly, and his breath stopped short 
as if a knife had slid noiselessly into his heart. He took a small step back, then looked to his right and left, seeing if anyone had heard. The two quarterbacks were alone on the field. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you go fuck yourself. Your party friends paid me a visit the day before the demolition game. Mopook said you were his bitch, Pine, that you throw games whenever he wants. Pine looked down, and in that instant, Quentin knew it was true. He felt a part of his childhood die right there on that spot. A man he'd idolized was a tanker. Why? Why the hell'd you do it? Because it'll kill me if I don't. I, I gamble a bit. I got in over my head. Quentin spat on the ground, then looked into Pine's shameful eyes. How much do you owe? Pine looked away and shrugged. Quentin grabbed him by the shoulder pads, shook once, and pulled Pine close until their eyes were only inches apart. How much? Four million. Four million? The number seemed staggering, but then he remembered a tier two quarterback of Pine's caliber made three or four million a year. On top of that, he had the endorsement deals that put his picture on almost as many holo ads as Itzhak. So why don't you just pay it, man? You've got that much, don't you? Pine slowly shook his head. I already went through everything I have. Savings, my salary. I'm still four men in the hole. How long has this been going on? Pine looked away again. Quentin gave him a quick, single shake. Pine looked at his feet. Since 79. Quentin's eyes widened as he did the math. Since 79? You've been tanking games for four years? I bet a lot of money in the 77 semifinal with the Toad Pirates. That put me in a hole. I've been working my way out ever since, man. I'm almost out. Four mil in the hole. And you think you're almost out. I just need to win a couple of bets, man. That's all. Then I'll be out. Quentin pushed him away. The two men stood in silence. So you gonna tell Hokor? Quentin thought for a moment, then shook his head. Why not? That would give you the starting job. He met this comment with a shrug. Pine was right. It would give him the starting job. But Quentin didn't want to win it that way. He wanted to earn it. The first players started to filter out of the tunnel for practice, joining the two quarterbacks on the field. Don't do it again, Pine. You do it again, and I'll take you down. Pine looked at him with the eyes of a haunted man, a man hunted from all directions for far too long. You'll take me down if I don't do what you want? Hey, welcome to the club. Pine walked to the sidelines. Quentin stormed to a ball rack on the 30-yard line, anger and emotions whipping through his head. Without saying a word to them, Denver, Milford, and Richfield lined up, waiting for Quentin to call out patterns. Deep! Denver shot down the field. Quentin dropped back to the 20, then threw the ball with a grunt. He put all his strength into the throw. It sailed so far past Denver, she didn't even bother jumping. The ball arced through the air, sailing past the end zone, past the grass at the back of the end zone, and bounced off the glass dome six floors up at the far end of the field. Fuck. Quentin grabbed the next ball, oblivious to the fact that he'd just thrown the ball over 100 yards in the air. Reprint of an article from the INF Gazette. Headline, 
Pine Leads Krakens to Second Straight Win by Kigan the Witty. Dateline, Ionath City, AP. You can't keep a good veteran down. At least that's what Ionath fans are thinking following a 21-7 Krakens win over the Sheb Stalkers, a win that might as well be named the Donald Pine Show. Pine missed two games with a broken femur, but showed that time off didn't affect him in the least. He went 21 for 34 in the day, throwing for 312 yards with two TDs and no interceptions. The Stalkers came into the game with only one loss and were favored by nine points, but couldn't find an answer for Pine's accurate short-passing game. We did everything we could, said Stalkers middle linebacker Brian Badrock. If we blitzed, he hit us short. If we didn't blitz, he hit us long. It was a really long, really frustrating day. The Kraken's offensive line, which has given up eight sacks in the last two games, offered Pine laser-proof protection the entire game. It was the first time the Krakens didn't give up a sack since week one. Anyone could have thrown well with that much time, Don Pine said after the game. All the credit goes to the offensive line. They're true warriors. Following Ionath's come-from-behind win over Sky Demolition week four, many Krakens fans saw a potential quarterback controversy between Pine and rookie QB Quentin Barnes. Pine, however, put those thoughts to rest with his flawless performance against the Stalkers. The Krakens' defense was a key factor in the win, holding the Stalkers to just 68 yards rushing while snagging four turnovers. Alexander Michnik notched three sacks, and Berea grabbed two interceptions. Week 5 League Roundup, courtesy of Galaxy Sports Network. The big story this week is the Wittok Pioneers' loss at the hands of orbiting death. The Deaths win puts them in a three-way tie for first with the Pioneers and the Glory Warpigs, all teams at 4-1. The Warpigs put another mark in the win column with an easy 42-17 drubbing of the Sky Demolition, who are 0-5. The Pioneers' loss is even more devastating considering the injury to league-leading quarterback Condor Adrian, who suffered severe damage to his right elbow. Adrian is out for three to four weeks. The Big Diggers, 2-3, defeated the Wu Wall Crawlers, 1-4, by a score of 22-6. The Quith Survivors, 2-3, edged out the Grontac Hydras, also 2-3, in a 23-20 overtime thriller. Deaths. This week, the GFL honors the passing of Chicago, wide receiver for the Sky Demolition, who was killed by a gang tackle involving Glory Warpigs defensive backs Kelly Wang and Wellington. League officials ruled it a clean hit. Well played, Chicago. Here's wishing you an eternity of long touchdown pass receptions. Players of the Week. Offense, Donald Pine, quarterback, Ionath Krakens. 21 of 34 for 312 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Defense, Sven Drobner, linebacker, quits survivors. 16 tackles, one interception, one forced fumble. You have been listening to The Rookie, book one of the Galactic Football League series. Produced by Ariok Morningstar with post-production by Steve Rickyberg. Written and performed by Scott Sigler. For more information on the author and more free stories, go to scottsigler.com. 
theme music is the song The Kids Are Coming For You by the band Superweapon. Superweaponband.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.